Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, we are welcome to the episode 4 of season 4 of Biblical Furnaces. Uh, in the previous episode, we talked about Peter, the preacher. That is in episode 3, the preacher, the soul winner. Among other things, we noted that Peter grew in confidence to serve the Lord. He grew in courage and he grew in love. He served the disciples, he served the church and our Lord Jesus Christ with love and dedication until his very, very end. In this episode, beloved, we sum up our focus on Peter with his profile. So our central question is, who was Peter as a church leader? The profile of Peter who lived between 1 BC and 64 AD shows someone who tackled self to serve God and humanity. In fact, when we look at the four Gospels in, in, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see that the name of Peter was prominent. Apart from the mention of Jesus Christ, there's no other name that was mentioned as much as that of Peter. So a, a, a description of Peter in this, in, in this episode in form of a profile uh, is fitting. And we rely on the work of uh, Dr. David McKinley. He, he needs to get the credit for, for most of the things that we share in this epi- episode. In fact, Dr. White says of Peter that the first Gospels, just as I've mentioned now, are full of Peter. After the name of Jesus, no, one was, no name was repeated as much as that of Peter. No disciples speak so often and so much as Peter. Jesus spoke more often to Peter than any other of his disciples. Sometimes in praise, Jesus will praise him. Sometimes in blame, Jesus will rebuke him. No disciple beloved was so directly reproved or rebuked by Jesus as Peter. And no disciple ever ventured to reprove Jesus but Peter. No disciple boldly recognized and encouraged Peter and encouraged Jesus Christ as Peter did repeatedly. So, in short, beloved, if you think about Peter, his name is found in, in each list of the names of the disciples. If you want to look at Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, verse 2 to 4, as well as Mark chapter 3, verse 16 to 19, Mark chapter 3, verse 16 to 19, and Luke 6, Luke 6, 13 to 16. And when we look at all these verses that I've mentioned, the the name of Peter was in the same positional order. It was always number one. So, for example, in Matthew 10.2, his name was number one, and the description means first in rank when we look at the text keenly, or the leader of the pack. So, he was really the chair of of the board. As we have mentioned from episode 1 of this season of BP, of Biblical Finances, we learn several lessons about life and leadership through the life of Peter. We do when we look at him keenly. In this concise, very short profile in this episode, we note through the work of Mankiling that although Peter was consumed with himself at the beginning, yes, he was really consumed with himself at the beginning, he learned to surrender all to Jesus with time. And that should be what uh, the story of every every leader in his vineyard should be. In other words, to lead in God's way, 
we must learn to give up, number one, self-consciousness, number two, self-confidence, number three, self-absorption, number four, self-preservation. When these four elements are misplaced, then the leader will derail. Not me, the leader, social leader will derail. So every leader must, must understand and must uphold the notion that self must die. Self must die for the greater good. If you are to lead with love, with the shield of love, self must die. So now let's look at number one, self-consciousness. Peter learned that his life was not going to be defined by his family's circumstances as a fisherman, but by the calling of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was called to become features of men. That calling was uncommon at that particular time. So Jesus Christ had an uncommon purpose for him, and he recognized it and embraced it. When Peter was called with his brother and others, Jesus saw a man whose character would be strong and decisive in building his church. The church belongs to Jesus Christ, not Peter or any man for that matter. We can read Matthew 16, 13 to 19. Matthew 16, 13 to 19 for that. Jesus saw a man that can let self go. He knew at that particular time that self was reigning. But he saw that he's a man that can let self go. And, he did. and eventually Peter did. Number two, self-confidence. Beloved, confidence is vital in leadership. It is very, very vital. We, can, we cannot lead without confidence. However, it must not be misplaced. It is required, confidence is required to create a culture of secure followers. However, when that confidence is governed by self, it is misplaced, we have a major problem in our hands. Peter's self-confidence was his major weakness in his leadership journey. He demonstrated a misplaced sense of confidence laced with pride and absence of humility in some biblical accounts. If we look at, for example, when Jesus wash his feet when he was washing the feet of the other apostles in John 13 6 to 10 in John 13 6 to 10 Jesus had to warn him before he was able to proceed to wash the, the, the feet of Peter Jesus had to say to him that if I don't wash your feet you have no part in me another example is when Jesus foretold his denier and instead of him to to, to look into what Jesus was saying, he, 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 was, he was rebooked and Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan. Matthew 26. We can see Matthew 26 for that. And also, when Jesus was arrested, we see Peter drawing the sword. Okay, that is John 18, John 18, 10 to 11. So in short, Peter learned with experience that he was vulnerable to himself. And can be manipulated by Satan and his evil forces. So the same is applicable today. If a leader has misplaced confidence, that leader is vulnerable and exposed to manipulation by evil forces. This realization by Peter greatly helped him. We should do the same when we are leading, even when we are leading our family. Praise the Lord. Number three. Is self-absorption when we are absorbed with ourselves. If we reflect on the account of the gospel involving Peter, one can conclude that at the beginning Peter was full of himself. Really, he was really full of himself. After all, he was leading in his home and he was leading a pack of fishermen as well. What he taught 
For example, what he thought, what comes to his mind, he said, Beloved, what Peter wanted at the beginning, he made known. What he expected, he expressed. When you look at things like this, you will know that he was absorbed with himself. So people often associate words like self-control, impulsiveness, enthusiasm to Peter when we think about him at the start of his journey. The Bible recalls that this particular negative trait caused a lot of troubles for him and others. He was so concerned about himself and absorbed with his own views on matters. This particular trait is common today where the world is full of people wanting to be important. They want to be seen as important. People that have failed. There is a bishop that calls some of these people failures on the pulpit. People that have failed in other things they have done, they come to the pulpit. There is also no making it, but they will not admit and ask God to assist them. Such people cause lots of trouble and mischief in the world today, and then in the eyes of God and outside the eyes of God. However, when we forgo the need to be important and embrace the need to serve sacrificially, we embrace Jesus. Because that's what Jesus Christ has asked us to do. We become like-minded with, with him, with Jesus. We embrace the attitude and traits of Jesus' kind of servant leadership. When we look at this, in fact, in Philippians 2.5, Philippians 2.5 says, Let this might be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Number four, as we, as we move quickly forward. Number four is self-preservation. Peter was also concerned with self-preservation. Without a doubt. Beloved, a true test of leadership results in some form of discomfort. There will, there will be discomfort. It's not all the time we sing Hosanna, Hallelujah, and everything is good and dandy. No, as a leader. Peter encountered discomfort in his ministry. Every leader will encounter discomfort. It is very, very certain. For example, let's take one, just one example that we all know very well. When Peter walked on water, the Bible recorded that apart from Jesus Christ, is also the only one that walked on water. But when he took his eyes off Jesus Christ, he began to sink. You can read Matthew 14. Matthew chapter 14. We will see that he experienced discomfort. This discomfort, there are many more, even in the, in the month of transfiguration in Luke 9, Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 33. You can read that at home. He experienced discomfort. This discomfort helped Peter to learn that the power of his life and leadership reside not in self. This is very important. Every leader must know this. But in Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1, 3-9. 1 Peter 1, 3-9. This trait and discomfort taught him that he should not be ashamed. If we look at 1 Peter 4, 12-14. 1 Peter 4, 12-14 says to us clearly that, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fairy trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. No, not at all. You should see it at normal. But rejoice, verse 13, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that means you are not suffering because you have done something wrong. Maybe you have gone to steal falsify figures, or stolen church money, or done something, something at uh, outrageous that when 
its glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. I repeat, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, especially if you are working in the secular world. Whatever you are working in the corporate world, you are reproached because you refuse to compromise. You refuse to lie. Then you should be happy. For the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you. On their part is evil spoken of, but on your part it is glorified. Beloved, let us begin to close. That shall be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. So we have four biblical furnaces as usual. That we, we intend we tend to use just for in every BP in this season. Number one, BP, biblical furnaces, practical wisdom. God shaped Peter and used him as a leader that shaped the church. Every leader should allow God to shape them, not the other way around. When we pray, allow God to determine how He answers our prayer. Praise the Lord. Number two, BP. Peter's self-consciousness, self-confidence, self-absorption, and self-preservation fade him. If it fade Peter, beloved, it will fail anyone, even today, 2,000 years later on. Number three, BP. These four negative nature of self will fail any leader. I'm just re-echoing number two. It will fail any leader, no matter how highly educated or highly placed or, or, or how he, how many ordinations the, the person must have gone through. Number four, the profile of Peter teaches us to give up self so that we may go up in Christ and in life. Beloved, let us pray. Father Lord, you are great and gracious. Thank you for this profile of Peter that admonishes us to give up self so that we can be earthly relevant while marching forward making it every Lord help us to finish well in Jesus precious name whenever I call your name you make a way your name is a strong tower Jesus way maker beloved if you enjoyed this episode please like or on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Party, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.